0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels. We are are here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to all things food, body, and mindset. And today we are going to deep dive into motivation and how to stay motivated, or as I think you and I would probably say, how to stay disciplined to do the things you say you're going to do Even when you don't necessarily feel like it. So, uh, how are you doing, Miss Vic?
1: I'm good. Um, Yeah, we. I think that this. It's funny when topics come up, and I'm like, it's something that I'm like struggling with, if you will. Um, But I'm. It's not necessarily with like food or movement or any of those things. It's with like household life things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just funny now looking. Like last year, food was the big thing, right? My body doing all that stuff was like the, it was all, all consuming. Um, But now I think after we kind of chat today, like you'll understand that if you can start tackling one thing and you start challenging yourself and kind of conquering that, you know, that it's going to work in other areas of your
0: life. So that's why I'm excited to talk about this today. Oh, that's such a good topic. Um, We have someone coming um, to the retreat who's going to be doing a whole um, talk about this because she is somebody who's healed her relationship with food. And she's like, I want people to realize like when they figure this out, when they learn how to heal their relationship with food or stop binge eating or um, whatever it is, she's like, that translates into so many other areas of our lives and it can completely transform so many other areas of our lives. So She wants to talk about what's possible because again, guys, when you're no longer obsessively thinking about food or binge eating or how to lose weight or what you should or shouldn't be eating... Your world expands. And then when you have that belief in yourself that you're able to get through that really difficult, dark time in your life, you realize how powerful you really are in so many other areas. So um, yeah, this is exciting. This is exciting, everybody. Um, But I think the big thing we wanted to talk about and just kind of like mention, this is something that for some reason is new to me. Um, I guess like the terminology of it all it's something that I've like instinctually have known and have taught in different maybe ways but um, talking about the motivational triad would you like to inform them what the motivational triad is and let me I'm just going to pull it up because awesome that's probably the best way to
1: explain it I was trying to remember I think I learned it, well, a few places, but one of them being, like, in my first year of college, we had this, like, find yourself, basically, class, um, like, trying to figure out who you are class. Well, fun. (laughs) And one of the books that we read was... the Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck. And it, it's one of the best books I've ever read, minus Atomic Habits. Um, <laughs> but it's like up there with one of those books. And one of the things that we talked a lot about was like delayed gratification. And this, this was mentioned. And then also in psychology classes. Um, but on if you're on the YouTubes, um, you can <laughs> you can see this or I can explain it. Or you can also just look up motivational triad. Um, but it's basically like why it's so hard to actually stick to the things we know we should do. Um, there's a lot of, and I guess it doesn't make it any easier knowing this stuff, but it does give context to like, okay, there's so much more going on, like on a neuro chemical biological mm-hmm. level of why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. And so in a way, like we'll talk about ways to um, actually stick to the things that you're trying to do. But having this context can help. And it also gives you kind of a framework of, okay, well, if these are the three things that are happening in the background, what can I do to counteract that? Absolutely. So the first one is um, the, like, we want to seek pleasure. We want the instant gratification. Um, we want to avoid pain. Our bodies want to keep us safe. Our minds want to keep us safe. And then we want to put the minimum amount of effort. Yes. Therefore, we want to conserve energy. Um, And so the ways to, I guess, counteract that is to avoid false pleasure, delayed gratification, invite discomfort by risk-taking, and then to expend energy by using your your maximum effort. So this is the motivational triad. And like right at the bottom, it literally says, um, this is a model of thinking, feeling, and acting that has kept us alive as a species It is this, avoid pain, watch out for the galloping saber tooth, seek pleasure, eat, drink, procreate, and conserve energy. Hey, use this cool bow and arrow to kill and capture dinner. So that's kind of the framework that we are going to be discussing today.
0: Yeah. And thinking about like how easy that is, like, all right, so say it's, um, say you want to wake up early and you want to go to the gym or whatever else. And then you wonder like, why can't I get myself to do some of these things? Right. Well, seek pleasure. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the gym may not be super pleasurable, but continuing to sleep and dream is avoid pain, stay safe. Why? I mean, like not only can it be physically painful sometimes to go to a gym, but let's think about mentally feeling maybe like, what if people judge me? What are people going to think about me? I don't know what to do in the gym. I don't feel very comfortable. And then obviously conserve energy. Eh, it's fine. It's better to conserve energy to just stay here in bed. Um, but this can also drive certain behaviors like, like overeating, like binge eating, right? I, I want you guys to really think about this. Like for me, some of the worst times were either right when I was trying to like write an email or do something at work that was really just overwhelming or I was scared I was going to do it wrong or I was going to be rejected. Or it would happen at night, particularly when things got quiet and like the day was over. And I had a really hard time accepting that the day was over, that like I didn't actually do all the things that I wanted to do, that I I felt like I had wasted the day or I would berate myself for all the things that I didn't do. I had this laundry list of to do is that I didn't get done. And that was all I was focusing on. So what I want you to recognize guys is there the cue is I'm overwhelmed. I don't feel good about myself. I have these negative emotions. So rather than feeling those emotions, my brain, like the, and I want to be very clear. This is our, our reptilian brain. This is your survival brain is wired to seek pleasure rather than, and avoid pain. These emotions are painful. So I'm going to See, you know, avoid them. And I'm going to seek food because that's pleasurable. And I might like end up sitting on the couch watching Netflix to conserve energy. You know what, like, like, why would I actually want to do these hard things and work through those emotions? That's going to take energy. That's going to take conscious effort. And so just recognizing that this is how our brain, like survivalistically or, or like reptilian wise is wired for us, to binge in a sense, um, or to emotionally eat.
1: Yeah. And I think that, so kind of going into, I mean, all these things kind of in the background, like what, what do you do? Mm -hmm. What do you, um, so all of these things are very like in the moment immediate. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, well, how did I start to tackle those things? Mm -hmm. And it was, doing it for the future me uh-huh, uh-huh. And not necessarily like me right now doesn't feel like you know going for a walk or going to the gym or cooking a meal yeah I didn't feel like doing any of those things but at the same time I knew I had years of doing the things that I was doing and it wasn't working uh-huh. so like am I gonna do that am I gonna continue down that road and just like have these you know, habit path, like pathways in my brain to just keep going, keep going. Or am I, am I going to try something harder? And it's just weird how, like, I would say like, there's certain aspects of my life where I'm really good with delayed gratification. There's other parts where I'm not. And so I was like, well, if I can do it, like with school stuff, I can do it with food. Mm -hmm. And so kind of like oversimplifying it to make it a little bit, more bite-sized
0: and manageable, I guess. Absolutely. And I love like for me it's like oh, like now it's like not food, it's like work stuff or whatever else. But I this has been translating like for me as well. The more I think about like oh, that's why I'm constantly reaching for my phone when I'm trying to like start an email or I'm trying to like, you know, create something for the course because that's hard and this is easy and it gives me that dopamine whatever else. But here's the beautiful thing and it's just like you were saying, so A, thinking about your future self. And it doesn't have to be like you a year from now. It could be you tonight. Like, it could be like Victoria at 8 p.m. What can you do now for Victoria at 8 p.m. tonight to be like, oh, okay, I feel really good. But the other thing that's really important, and I think like you kind of touched on it there is we have the ability to rewire our brains. We have neuroplasticity that even though these are Habit pathways right now that we have done, like every time we don't act on that habit, we begin to prune away the wiring and weaken that habit. We have the ability to literally choose a different path. And the way that we choose that is with our neocortex. Our neocortex is the front of our brain. It's our human brain. It is where your personality is, your rationality, your logic, your your um, language. Like everything is here. And so you do have the power to override your reptilian part of your brain. And you do have the power when you can think through things and be like, "This is for my future self." Every time I don't you know emotionally eat every time that i stop myself in the middle every time i reach for my phone to mindlessly scroll but then stop myself and and consciously do that i am literally rewiring my brain and making it that i don't you know and and having something else where like you are seeking pleasure or or making the work you are pleasurable you are doing pleasurable but it is possible 100%
1: yeah and i was just thinking like um if you're, if you are struggling with the food aspect, it wasn't a book that I necessarily enjoyed, but, um, brain over binge is a really good one when talking about like the different parts of our brain. And again, a lady that struggled with, um, binge eating and how she conquered that. I don't remember what her name is.
0: Oh my gosh. It's totally, she has a podcast as well called brain over binge. Oh, my brain. Anyway, we'll put it in the show notes. That book and and her podcast actually were extremely valuable for me um, just because I really enjoyed the brain science of it all. Uh, And just understanding, as she calls it, it's neurological junk. Those urges to binge are just neurological junk. It is just your reptilian brain going into like oh this is an uncomfortable emotion i want to avoid this pain i need to seek pleasure like and that's that's just and recognizing that you have the power to override it now something that we teach in our program and something to remember is that like you you give your neocortex your human brain more power to do this if you are well rested and if you are eating enough if you are making sure that you are eating enough calories otherwise like Legit, guys, when you are constantly dieting and you're not eating enough food, like you really are in this like survival mode, not in the survival mode where you're like your body is like holding on to calories or whatever else, but in the survival mode where your brain is like, I want to survive and I am going to make you think about food all of the time. I'm going to make you literally search for food all the time. I'm actually going to make your olfactory, your nasal, the way that you can smell things increase. I'm going to increase your cravings because I want to survive. So just making sure guys, if it is a food aspect that you're wanting to work on and you want to have your higher brain, your neocortex fully loaded, able to make good decisions, make sure you're getting enough sleep and make sure you're eating enough well-balanced nourishing foods. I promise it makes it a whole lot easier.
1: Yeah. And I think like the whole thing of like motivation and why, why aren't we doing the things that we, you know, should be doing whatever, um, or the things we think we should be doing, like making sure that those factors are addressed before trying to tackle the hard thing that you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, I'm going to give the example of the debacle that I'm in. Like I have so much bookkeeping to do. I have so much like like our like our house I want it like a certain level of clean that it's not and it just bugs the crap out of me. Um and I was just telling my mom I'm like I want a house cleaner and she's like just do a little bit every day and it won't be a big deal. Like I know. I know that because I like literally had to take the littlest steps when I was healing my relationship with food and it wasn't this all or nothing thing, but, Mm -hmm. you um, and so I was trying to figure out like, I'm in a quieter season with work right now. It's not as like, it's about to get really, really busy. So I've had a little bit more time and I'm like, why am I not taking advantage of this time? and doing those things and then when i revisited the motivational chart i was like oh i'm conserving my energy for a crazy time that is about to ensue and i am not looking forward to like f- what future me would you know appreciate future me would love it if all the laundry was done and you know little things like that and i just yeah so it was just so interesting to see that and then be like okay Well, what can I do next? Right. Like, what is the next step? Um, Because I mean, when it was with food stuff, it was so overwhelming. And it was like, I remember learning about brain over binge and just being like, that's almost like too simplified. I have all of these emotions, (laughs) all of these things. I was like, how do you just like stop one day? How do you just like stop the bleed, basically? Yeah. Yeah. A breath of fresh air. Um, And then I was thinking, like, I need, Yes, I'm overwhelmed and all of those things, but I need to take it back to basic, like basic training. Like, yeah, am I eating correctly? Am I, you know, am I eating on a regular basis? Am I sleeping enough? Am I all of these things? And then like there's mother nature. And if you're a lady, you're getting your period, or you have mm-hmm. these hormones that are just running through your body. And so there's so many things. And when you think about this like big audacious thing that you're focused on. Um, sometimes looking at the other things is also important.
0: No, and and this is huge. And, and the one thing I would say like the, in that moment, and then I do want to get to the three principles of motivation, but just, we talked about this last night in our group coaching call and it was just awesome. And it's this, um, the self-coaching model from Brooke Castillo, the life coach school. You guys can look this at uh, this hand. In fact, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes, this handout. I think it's super cool. Um, but it's like the C T F A R, and like so, just real quick, like since we're here, like it, this it, C stands for the circumstance. It is a fact. It is neutral. Like even things like death or your clothes don't fit; those are still neutral facts. It like your thoughts are the things that give it meaning, right? So C is for circumstance. T is for thought, which is the sentence that's in your brain. F is the feeling. So thoughts create your feelings about that thing and your feelings drive your actions. So A is action and R is the actual result. So just thinking about this. Oh, thank you. Yes. (laughs) If you're on the YouTubes, you can watch it. (laughs) Um, So yes. Um, But really just kind of thinking here, like, for you, I'd love right now, like the action bit can be an inaction. So they have an example here of not getting up at 5am to do your workout, whatever else, but for you, your inaction is the la- I know the laundry was like always a big one. Yeah. For you. It's
1: more of like, so my whole thing, it's this all or nothing thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so my thing, and I've, I have, since I was little, my mom would be like, why can you not just pick up the room and put the stuff away? My brain goes, take I'm not I am not kidding when I say this take everything out of the closet take everything out of the drawers and put it back and clean it and then put it back and I mean like I remember being five and like my mom's like what are you doing like on Sundays was usually my cleaning day and she's like you don't need to do that like you could literally be done
0: in 20 minutes Oh my gosh, dude, this is like, I remember being in Mexico. I was the exact same way. Like I would like, and things would just pile up. But I'm like, if I'm going to clean, then I'm going to be moving all of the furniture. I'm going to be sweeping under all the furniture. I have to mop. Like Literally, I have to get like, every corner. Your feelings, like your like, le- Legit. Otherwise, what's the point? Just let all the dishes, let all the laundry. I don't care. Like I, I'm so with you on this all or nothing when it comes to cleaning, my, which is so sad because right now, if you were to see my room, it is atrocious. I don't even like, I don't know what happened. My suitcase exploded. I'm going on a trip tomorrow. And like legit, I can't see my floor. <laughs> like it's just laundry. (laughs) so at this moment I'm thinking to myself like Kels what the heck like why haven't like just just put the clothes away yeah but I've had the same mentality Mm
1: -hmm. and like I I know logically like I this is how it felt when I started healing my relationship with food this is I mean not to this I mean it was a lot more because I had been like it was like, you're not going to want to work on the things unless they are completely distressing to you. And so like the food thing was, I would literally do anything. I would pay any amount, like, I didn't care what it was. I was going to do it. I was going to do something about it. Um, But the cleaning thing, it's more like, it's definitely come to a head just because um, we've been really busy and I'm like, what the heck? I want to come home to like a clean, relaxing place. It doesn't feel that way. So my inaction is just not doing the thing, like little things. So this morning, my practice was when I take my makeup out of the box, put it back in the box. Don't ah. spare it on the counter. And it goes onto Josh's side and he literally like on the counter puts his hand and he like splits it in half. Yes. I, I literally like grow onto his side of the counter. So <laughs> that was my my thing that I did this morning. I
0: Nope. I've it's done amazing. that too. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> So, um, but, but it's true. So like, so then like, I love this bit. Right. So like the whole point is just like, we get into our head that like doing a little bit of, of cleaning, we almost get like apathetic or like, what's the point anyway? it's not going to make a difference. Like in order for it to actually be clean, I have to do a deep clean. I have to do all of it.
1: Food. I would be like, what do you like? If I just eat three meals a day and keep myself satisfied, I'm not going to binge. Like that's not going to work. Yeah, are no. you me? Like, I want to stop binging. I'm not going to eat more to stop binging. <laughs> like, that's literally what I would think. Like, you're going to tell me to eat consistently, and then I'm going to stop. Like, no, there's no
0: way. That's so true. I, I hope people heard that little thing. If you are struggling with food and you hear this right now, yes, if you are binge eating, we are telling you. Eat. go eat more. Like, <laughs>
1: and put, like a satiating amount of food on your plate. Yes. And then, oh
0: my gosh, you're actually going to be full. And I mean, what the heck, what a concept, but I totally get it because you have it in your head. You're like, no, you have no idea the amount of calories I ate yesterday. I can't do that today. It's so interesting just to see how our brains, our brains are so weird. Um, But, but yeah, so anyway, I just wanted to kind of touch on this and we don't have to spend too much time on this, but I, we are going to put this worksheet in because I really do think it is extremely valuable just for you to realize you have the power to control the way you feel and your actions. You really do like, no matter what the circumstance is, no matter what your past is, like you have the ability to. Think about that past occurrence differently, right? Like you can look at, like, even say your weight gain is like, oh my gosh, this was a horrible thing. I've totally ruined. Now my body is da-da-da-da. Or you can be like, that weight gain and me going through that experience has empowered me to be an amazing role model and leader and example. And now I know that I've been able to get through this. I can get through anything. But yeah. it's the The situation, the circumstance, stays the same. It's your thought about that circumstance um, that changed, and, and that's again, powerful to like, yeah,
1: like the amount of things that you that you encounter every day. Like, you have the choice. One of the things that Kelsey helped me with when she was living with us for a month or whatever, um, I had like I have, and I don't know why. Like, I've really noticed this, but like, I have like deep work insecurity of like I'm not doing enough Mm. um with like my not like my my side hustle like my job job and um I was talking to Josh about it and he was like well it's because like you had like a 12-hour shift and you had a lunch time like so you have a little bit more of flexibility with your current job and there's not as like rigid of rules and it you probably just kind of feel like a fish just flailing um But Kelsey had taught me like, like one of the things was I had this situation, like literally I just got an email Mm -hmm. and she was like, okay, well it could be many things, but you're taking it this one way. And there's no really evidence to say that that's the way that it's going to be. And that was like a really big moment when I learned about like, I do, I can give into that. Like Michael Singer says, like the melodrama Mm -hmm. in your brain. Or I can just take it as a neutral fact that this person emailed me, and this is their concern, and it has nothing to do with my like my character, who I am as a person, like none of those things. Um so Absolutely. I'm gonna use this the next time no, I, and also, I guys on the PDF, like you can fill in this. Oh that's time. awesome. Yeah, it's an editable PDF. Dude,
0: okay, so I so Brooke Castillo was one of the speakers at um, the conference that I went to in Florida. And I just tell you what, like, she has a podcast as well. And there are just things there. I mean, I just appreciate it. Like she did a whole like thing on weight loss um, as well. And she took it from like, she used this model to help her lose weight and to get through some of the eating stuff. I don't always agree with all the things, but it's like that Bruce Lee quote, you know, take what is useful you know, absorb what is useful, discard what is not, and add what is uniquely your own. But I do think she has some really excellent points and I really appreciate it. Um, and so I'm happy I stumbled upon it. But the other thing that I wanted to make sure that we talked about today when it comes to motivation. So something I teach in our course, it's actually something I got from a TED talk. So I will make sure that we post it in the um, the notes. As well. I hope you're taking notes on all the things we yeah. want. To. You're fantastic. Um, but this TED talk is actually really, really cool. I don't know how I stumbled upon it, but i it really stuck with me. And it's talking about the three principles of motivation. So we talked about the motivational triad and how, um you know our brain is wired to seek pleasure, avoid pain, conserve energy. Now, these principles of motivation are gonna help you stay motivated to do things even when you don't necessarily feel like it, which we will be honest with you right now. This podcast, recording this podcast, Even though we love you all, and now that we're doing it, it's fantastic, and I'm having so much fun. But like sometimes, like sitting down to actually record or make time to record, I'm going to Colorado tomorrow. Like we we had to switch things up, and sometimes we're like you're you know, womanhood. Sometimes we just don't want to do things, and so how do we actually stay motivated to do those things? Um, How do we override our brain? You know, obviously using the model, but the three things she brings up is the immediate reward right? Like, and so that kind of feeds that part of our brain that wants instant gratification. So immediate reward, we'll talk about how to do that in a minute. Um, Number two is social incentive, right? That's going to help us stay safe. That's, you know, we all want to feel that sense of love and belonging. So we're much more likely to take risk if we have social incentive to do so. All right. And then the third one is tracking your progress, which is going to help you stay motivated to um, have that energy, to put out that energy to keep the um, what would you say like the the keep it going, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that I would say that that has happened for us right here and right now um, is that number one, we have social incentive. Whether there's that many of you listening to this or not, I know that there are a few of my clients that really enjoy this podcast and that it's very meaningful to them. And so, It's an an incentive enough for me to want to make sure that we're doing this. An immediate reward is like, honestly, like it's that pat on that, on your back. It's a literal, a literal pat on your back or me being able to like, literally being able to upload the episode and know that we've stayed consistent, which is tracking our progress, right? That's why we do a thing in our group, the habit tracker, in a sense, even like 75 hard has kind of- I was going to say that was like a, that was
1: a huge- I would log my habits every day and yep. then post it to my Instagram. And like the, <laughs> the thought of like, not, I mean, there were times I finish at like 1am or two, whatever, but like the thought of not posting it was like, or somebody being like, Hey, I it's day 35 and like yep. I've been following this whole thing. How are you doing today? Like literally kept me going. That was like the one thing that kept me going, which is crazy.
0: But, but it's but it's massive. Like and that that's why we're here today. Like, I mean, and so like when you guys can utilize this, which is why we have in our group coaching, we have the incentive, we have the accountability, we have the group support, we have this place literally called safe space where you can talk about some of these difficult things that you're going through. Um, we have we talk about immediate reward. Again, we have a, a section in our group that's called non-scale victories. So in the moment you can Write out and feel celebrated and mark your progress and like, and, and recognize yourself. Oh my gosh, I didn't overeat at this party or, oh my gosh, I went to this event and I put on a bikini and I felt amazing. You know what I mean? Like those non-scale victories and celebrate it. And then we post our habit tracker. Like it's a big deal. That habit tracker guys, like. And seeing some of them you. like, like, like Abby's freaking oh my habit gosh, tracker so is beautiful. I just love the way that people, yeah,
1: the way that people, um, kind of like personalize it or add things that,
0: again, adding things
1: that are unique to them. Um, it's, it's really cool.
0: It's cool. And then it incentivizes me. I'm like, Oh man, like I love looking at her and like, uh, there is an app guys, um, that I have found extremely useful. I know my grace, can we put something guys, the show notes, be sure to check it out. The app,
1: um, the habit app. I have tried. So I've just, I've tried. I've tried. That's it's really app. cool though. You can customize it. You can personalize it. You can set reminders. You can share habits with other friends if you wanted that type of like social incentive. Um, and then like when you finish your habits for the day, it'll give you like a little hooray thing, which is fun.
0: Oh, I've never had it where I finished all mine. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. I was so. Good. You don't even know about it yet. I don't even about it (laughs) but like if anyone's looking like this is like what the habit app looks like um and so I've actually this is the most consistent I've been in a while um part of it is I shrunk the change so it was manageable that's a quote from Abby to like shrink the change so it's actually something that you can do um but also like I'll be honest I I started having us every Friday we have follow-up Friday it's an accountability post and I was like all right post your post your habit tracker for the week. And I posted mine from last week and it was pretty sparse. And I was like, well, that sucks, but you know what? I'm still going to celebrate the progress Mm -hmm. and the things that I did do. Um, but I saw Priscilla, she's one of our clients as well. And it was just like beautiful. It was so colorful. And I was like, I want that. (laughs) So again, notice what we've done. There's an immediate reward. There's social incentive, and we're tracking our progress. It is exciting to see, like, and and that's a big deal because now it's actual data. Oftentimes, we will tell ourselves like, "Oh my gosh, I've just been eating so crappy," or "I haven't been working out," or "I haven't been sleeping." But you have no idea; you haven't actually been tracking your data. You're just like maybe having a bad day, and then you're catastrophizing and being like, "I suck. I never do anything." You know what I mean? Um, have, or, or sometimes we're like, I've been eating so well. I've been doing all the things. Why am I not getting like the results I want? Like, have you actually, like, <laughs> have you actually been doing those things? How consistently? Like, um, and just having actual data is really, really important. And I, one thing that I will say that is not part of the three principles of motivation, and I know you would agree with me on this, having a big why. -hmm. It's the first step of our freedom method is to find your why, and to understand who it is that you are trying to become. Yeah, I would say like above everything,
1: like I would not be able to, like have the immediate reward, social extended or tracking my progress if I didn't have the why. If I didn't have like this thing that was, it it was really just like, and it it was truthfully like a version of me like. I just, I just, I keep thinking of like, mom me, I don't know why, but that was like, I had had that conversation with Taryn at the beginning of March and I didn't have like any sense of change. Like I got more unhealthy from March, 2021 until like November of last year. And so, but it was that like thinking of like, man, I if only I could put the work in now so that I don't pass it on to like my general, like our children, or it doesn't have those like familial, like strongholds. If only I could do those things now. And, and then they're also not running my life. Like I, I actually have freedom in that. So um, it, it can take a while to also find your why and like why you're doing these things. And you know, one thing could motivate one person and mm-hmm. it could motivate not motivate the next person. Like it's or
0: why. Like yeah, what is it's or why? <laughs> and and I and it can shift and it can change. Like I will say, I was saying this last night, like my big goal and overall in the in the freedom method and with the rediscover you free program is to like Victoria is like the most shining like example sometimes of, of my dream come to fruition of someone who has who was so like overwhelmed and, and so just couldn't get out of this binge cycle just couldn't um see past this thing like and then when you healed your relationship with food you began to even even before it was completely done you began to document your journey yeah. you began to talk about it you began to share your story and like how many lives you have impacted because of your unique being able to turn your mess into your message. Like, and now, and again, and this is what changed it all. I remember it. I remember like even that first day I met you and like, I'm going to become the person I needed most. And that is my dream is that like, I can, that with this freedom method, with whatever that you can become that version of you. And it doesn't mean you have to start a podcast and you have to post on social media. I'm not saying that at all but I'm literally just saying like that maybe it's a friend that's struggling with food or struggling with their feeling good in their body. And you can be a voice of kindness and compassion and, and help them see things differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I guess in
1: that struggle, like at first and even like going in through 75 hard, like I was looking at like videos or And things like when I was talking about certain things, literally, like I documented as much as I could. And like, I was like, oh, that's not really useful. But like at the time it was. And then I see, like, I I get messages now that are just like, I literally want to cry because I don't think like, I'm literally just doing this for future me and like for my family. And like, I'm just trying to put my head down and get like my shit together, basically. (laughs) And I don't really think that people are actually like, I'm really truthfully like, this sounds horrible, but like doing it for myself. Like, I mean, it's not horrible, but like I'm literally doing this as an accountability for myself. And then the great part of social media is that so many people can like hear your story or like watch your progress or whatever. And you sometimes don't even realize that like people are listening or people are watching. Um, And yeah, I mean, i went on Terrence's podcast the other day and it was literally like her work two hours but I'm two hours behind so it was like 7 a.m. I literally walked out of bed (laughs) and like I just started kind of chatting she had asked me a few questions and then like this girl found her podcast then found our podcast and is just like had also done Octavia and was just like that to me like getting a beautiful message I was just it was a breath of fresh air and then it was also the social incentive of okay, we also need to keep like that, like, it doesn't just stop with us. Like it's, it's having that ripple effect. So, and that,
0: that's it. So like, just recognizing guys, like, even though at the start, like last night we were texting, we're like, oh my gosh, can we do it? Yeah. Yeah. The schedules, can we make it work? Can like, I'm sorry, you know, whatever else. And, and, you know, well, maybe do we just skip this week? And I was like, I, for me, I find that to be a slippery slope because I just and part of it is I've now taken on this identity of a podcaster even though like we should invest in some better equipment but <laughs> um but I also I I have invested in this identity of someone who's consistent someone you can trust someone who is reliable and and for me I want to continue to to be that person that like you know every Tuesday morning that there's going to be a new episode for you to listen to that's going to, to, to be encouraging, inspiring, or help you on your journey. And so anyway, it was just interesting to see all of the motivations, all the things and, and how it, it does help you be disciplined. Cause that is what I would say is the epitome of discipline is doing things you say, you said you were going to do even when you don't feel like it. And yeah. So, and now obviously like, Every time I talk to you and every time we have these episodes, like I leave feeling like on cloud Lovely nine.
1: reinforcement of why we're doing this. So.
0: Exactly. 100%. Um,
1: there'll be a lot of show notes today. I know. I'm sorry. take <laughs> <laughs> a <quick laughs> look on those. We did. I mean, there'll be nice resources and things. So yes. Yeah, just make sure to take a look at that. Awesome.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Miss Victoria, for being here with me. I appreciate you more than you, you could ever know. I appreciate you. Have a good day, you guys. Bye, guys. Bye.